Good morning, listeners. This is Tom Dunlap with another Monday Morning Minute from the Black Letter Podcast. This morning, we're going to dive a little bit into international trademarks. This is an informative Black Letter Monday Morning Minute. I'm going to briefly cover what an international trademark is, what it isn't, and how you can get one. So the first thing to know is there really is no such thing as an international trademark. You have your U.S. trademark, which is valid in the U.S. You have your U.K. trademarks, which are valid in the U.K. You have your French trademarks valid in France. There's even something called an EU trademark, which is valid in the EU. But there's no such thing as an international trademark. How do you protect your brand internationally? Well, you file a trademark application. The best way to do it is with WIPO. There are other ways to do it too. And we can talk about those on another episode, or you can read an article on the DBL website, a really detailed one called International Trademark Registration. The Madrid System talks about the other types of trademark registration systems that you can go through to protect an international trademark. But the short story is, if you're filing in more than one country, there are so many countries that are a signatory to this thing called the Madrid Protocol, from originally from 1891's Madrid Agreement, but then in 1989, updated so many signatories that it is much less expensive and much more efficient to file your trademark under the Madrid Protocol, under the Madrid Treaty, which the United States is a signatory to. How does it work? We have your U.S. trademark or you have your U.S. trademark application, either one. You then file an application with the World Intellectual Property Office through the USPTO as a receiving office, and you select the countries that you want to file your U.S. application in. There will be a page. You select all of the countries that it applies to, and you get a filing fee. And the filing fees can be big because how it works is first, there's an entrance fee, typically 653 Swiss francs. Everything's charged in Swiss francs. Then there is a fee per country that is charged based on what countries you're applying to. Uh, now, most countries have an individual fee, Australia, the United States, Canada, any country that's a foreign country from wherever you're filing is going to have an individual filing fee, usually per class, sometimes two classes uh, the second class is free, but generally per class. But there is one or there's a couple aggregate systems, the biggest one being the European Union. So you can select the EU and on the trademark screen, it will say EM, but the European Union is a single trademark application. Now, remember, if you want to file in the UK, you've got to file that, uh, select the UK as well, because it's not part of the European Union anymore since Brexit. So short story, file your trademark, uh, get international protection through WIPO, and it's kind of like a U.S. trademark in that first, it goes through the World Intellectual Property Organization, and they can issue an office action or an initial rejection. And that after they've examined the mark, they forward your application to each of the countries you've selected. And then that country can individually issue a rejection or an office action or some further requirement to do something. So in my view, it's really important even more so than a U.S. trademark, that you work with an attorney who knows this system and knows and has relationships with attorneys in these other countries. And we've been doing it for 20 years and it has taken us, well, not quite that long, but a long time to find solid law firms to work with when we have national office actions. We can deal with the international phase office actions, but national office actions take a local firm. Uh, some other things to know about the Madrid Protocol. So key point, it rests upon your U.S. application. So if you file an international quote, I'm putting that in quotes, trademark registration through the Madrid Protocol, through WIPO, and you lose your US trademark for some reason, you also lose your international trademark rights in all of the countries through which you registered using that trademark. So 
it's an important strategy. And you may think to yourself, last point for today, why do I need an international trademark? I have seen this happen, ladies and gentlemen. I have seen someone with a great brand in the United States hire us to file in the UK only to find out that another company, and this is a fashion brand, had already filed a trademark for clothing in the UK. And because this company had not filed in advance of the other company, they were not able to get a trademark in the United Kingdom. So it's really a big deal. Somebody can snake the trademark out from underneath you. If you ever plan to sell in a foreign country, figure out which countries those are. And the sooner you file, the better. While the filing fees may seem like a lot of money, uh, in the long run, it's going to save you a lot of money and certainly a lot of headache. So that's it for this Monday Morning Minute. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you on the Black Letter Podcast. Download us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week. 